Thank you for listening to the Gateway to the Rockies podcast from Visit Aurora from the Raptors of the Stanley Marketplace. This is the show dedicated to telling the stories of Aurora, Colorado. Hi there, I'm Dave, the Senior Marketing Manager for Visit Aurora. Today, we're joined by one of the most influential voices in our city, Communications and Marketing Director for the City of Aurora, Kim Stewart. Kim, thank you so much for taking the time today. David, I'm so delighted to be here. Thank you. Uh, First and foremost, you just celebrated 30 years at the City of Aurora. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Get in the time machine, send a note to 1993, Kim. What would you tell her about your journey? Be prepared. Yeah. (laughs) There are so many great things about Aurora to to put out into the world, to share with our residents and the other residents of the metropolitan area. And I would have had no idea 30 years later, uh, we'd be the large city we are with so many opportunities um, now, present and in the future. Can you take us back to that time when you're starting your journey? I I, I guess you were in journalism and, and public relations to start. Public affairs. Okay. Um, yes, I worked in for the Senate and for a presidential administration, uh, doing a lot of regulatory work and always focused on Colorado. How, how did your journey come to the city of Aurora? How did you end up working for the city? I started in the water department. I'd worked what? on wilderness legislation. And water is a very large component of that in Colorado. And so that led me to the city of Aurora. After a couple of years in the water department, the last long-tenured communications director left, and I was asked to step in. You were even um, touting the water when you came in for their podcast session. You had mentioned that the water of Aurora is some of the best in the country, right? Absolutely. It's absolutely the best tasting and really high quality. We're very fortunate. You said because it's not filtered twice or something like that, right? It, we have headwaters in Colorado, so okay. the water starts here and flows out of our state. We don't have to use any water that's been previously consumed in, in that fashion. Yeah, take that, Minneapolis. You have the worst water I've ever had. Have you ever had Minneapolis water? It's absolutely awful. I have not. I, I want all the smoke of Minneapolis. We're very spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> um, how has the city changed from your view over the last three decades? I imagine you've seen the maturity and the growth of this city. Absolutely. Well, one prime example just down the street from Stanley Marketplace here is the Anschutz Medical Campus. Mm-hmm. What was a very um, wonderful military installation, the Fitzsimmons Army Medical Facility, has now blossomed into one square mile life science center with some of the leading edge uh, research that's taking place across the country and internationally on the Fitzsimmons Innovation Community and with the Anschutz Medical Campus, where uh, it's the only place in Colorado you can actually earn a medical degree, wow. become a doctor. And and it's one of the preeminent healthcare facilities in the entire country. I mean, they're really fueling innovation and the revenue that they generate uh, for the city of Aurora is, is bigger than even the, the, the industry of skiing. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. It's well over $2 billion of impact. Uh, and so it's growing. They've only reached half their potential. No. Um, they expected it would be 50 years before they got to the 21,000 employees there. And we're there now a short number of years later. March is International Women's Month, a time to celebrate the history and contributions of women everywhere. We're actually recording this on International Women's Day. Here you are as one of the most influential leaders of the city. What does it mean to you to serve as a role model, particularly for young women? I just, I'm so pleased to be part of the team in Aurora. And we have a lot of women leaders, executives, leaders of all different types, formal and informal leaders. And I think one thing that always impresses me in this community because of the nature of our diversity is we have a group um, of women from other countries, immigrants, refugees, that have huge leadership roles among their communities through our Natural Helpers program. So they come and when new people come to this city and certainly to this country, uh, they help them learn how to navigate 
navigate the community. And that's a place where I have a lot of respect. Individuals who've come, they've learned a new language, new cultures, new new physical location. Um, and so to me, that's really true leadership. Um, I feel like what I do is for the betterment of the city of Aurora and its public population. Uh, I'm very proud to be uh, in that role. Often you and your team serve as the mouthpiece for the city. That means in the good times and also the not so good times. Your job is not for the faint of heart and your team's job. I can imagine it's also pretty rewarding. Is that fair? Absolutely. Uh, As much as we do and have had our fair share of challenges and some really tragic crisis, um, it's a strong community. It makes us stronger. Um, And to be honest, I'm just fortunate perhaps to be in this seat. It really is our team of the communications and marketing team at the city our partners with Visit Aurora, the Chamber. There's so many people who are advocates for Aurora. Um, We often don't get a fair shake in the headlines uh, because they have a different business. They're not there to say when government does it well. That's not what newspaper, TV, and radio do. They cover news, and um, that's one of the reasons we're putting the word out on Aurora's many qualities and all the assets that exist here. There's a disconnect, I think, between media outlets and, and maybe other entities when it comes to dealing with a city government is the lack of realization that there's real people behind the scenes that are invested and connected to the city. And it's your job to speak on behalf of the city, but you are real people making a real difference with real passions about the outcomes of the city. Absolutely. And I find that the residents um, of Aurora are busy working, having their lives, enjoying their families, um, partaking of all the things the community has to offer. Uh, and and really, it's a subset of folks who are um, in the grind over the bad news. It'd be great if folks were to speak up, because I know that people are very proud to be in this community. Absolutely. We have longevity here um, of uh, people when we've done a study a number of years back. Average, I think, length of uh, tenure in Aurora was like 17 years. Wow. The longer people live here, the more prideful they are about Aurora, the more they know about it. And we find that to be true with people who come from the metropolitan area. Uh, the more often they come to Aurora, the more positive they feel about it because they're informed firsthand rather than reading just a headline which could skew their perception. Aurora is the most diverse city in Colorado, and that diversity is evident, particularly in the culinary scene. What was the thought process behind showcasing that scene through the Aurora Eats Guide? Yeah. Um, Well, in the 90s, mid-90s, we actually had someone come in to take a look at the city and help us determine what we might focus on. I wasn't in the role at that point, but shortly thereafter. Our first Aurora Food Guide was, I think, developed, published in the late 90s. Wow. So more than 25 years ago. It's been around because that's always been one of the um, the, the shining gems of Aurora is the food scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the now Aurora Eats Guide has been published many times over. It's grown each year. I think we've got more than 300 restaurants listed. Uh, we can always add to that. People are like, oh, you missed my favorite. I'm right. like, well, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> so we ask the, the listeners to, to reach out, let us know. Send a note to Aurora Eats at auroragov.org. Yeah. So the food guide's been around and showcasing uh, the population. Not many places have this range of uh, diversity in their food options. You could eat a different ethnic international cuisine 
every day of the week and then some. You could probably cycle a month and not repeat the same kind of food type, um, which is just a real treasure for us. Yeah, and it's it's not just the city, you know, patting ourselves on the back when it comes to the culinary scene. It's getting national attention. A farm magazine named on Havana Street, one of the best culinary neighborhoods in the entire country, one of the top 10. So it's getting national attention. This isn't blowing smoke. There is a true culinary scene that's worthy of that attention. Absolutely. One thing that's been an interesting transformation in the last perhaps 10 years is the Korean food influence. Mm -hmm. It's growing internationally, but in Colorado, it's in Aurora. There are companies like BBQ, Best quality barbecue that came to Aurora because of relationships of people who live here. Uh, Korean, um, first generation Koreans. There's a Korean restaurant association that's along Havana as well. And so we have a real, um, we're the kind of the real uh, strong suit for uh, Korean cuisine. There's dozens of great Korean barbecue restaurants, Korean fried chicken. We actually in the food guide feature the difference between Korean fried chicken and traditional Southern fried chicken in the U.S. It's the rice flour. Amen. I learned that from John <laughs> Kim, uh, the owner of Angry Chicken, on one of the episodes earlier. I learned so much on this podcast. I yeah. love it. Um, as you mentioned, the guide features over 300 authentic specialty restaurants to enjoy within our boundaries, You know, representing countries on nearly every continent, still working on Antarctica cuisine. <laughs> uh, but in a time where restaurants don't necessarily have the marketing teams and budgets, it, it seems like this is a great tool for them, the Aurora Eats Guide. Why, why do you think it's important for the city to support small independent businesses like this? Well, they really are the, the heartbeat of Aurora. Uh, and it is something that we all enjoy. A lot of people travel, and food is a huge expectation when you travel. Mm-hmm. What's that local place, that special, unique find I'm going to, uh, you know, uh, discover? And in Aurora, you don't have to travel to experience that. That's right. So we want to make sure that those businesses not only survive but thrive. And so that's why we put a lot of energy into the Aurora Eats Guide. Um, We've broadened it. There are fun things in the guide this year, um, special ingredients like Burberry, which is an ingredient in Ethiopia. Having been to Ethiopia and eaten true Ethiopian food, it's very, very authentic here. But you got to be careful. That's a spicy mix. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, inner challenge me is like, oh, I want to try that. I can't handle that. I know I can't. Uh, you can request a printed copy of the Aurora Eats Guide by emailing auroraeats at auroragov.org. Uh, but you definitely want to visit the guide online at auroraeats.org. It's interactive and intuitive. You can filter by cuisine type. There's a map. Um, can you give us some insight into all that went into developing the website? It's really impressive. I am the farthest thing from technical. <laughs> what I can tell you is we recognize people often live on their smartphones yeah. uh, and their devices. So um, the marketing team, Kate and, and such, worked to with our information technology team to put the map online. So you could take a visual scan, look at the types of food, where they're located if you're close by. We also continue to print the edition because mm-hmm. a lot of folks like to keep that in their car yeah, absolutely. when they're out and about. Hey, I'm in this neighborhood. Where can I stop for something different today? So uh, we think the combination is really powerful. Um, and uh, adding those special features. How do you order boba tea? Right. You know, you walk in, you're a little overwhelmed looking at that board. What on earth? <laughs> so there's a step-by-step guide in the in the food guide as well. I know speaking as a representative of the city, you can't pick favorites, but I'm going to ask weekend off the clock, Kim, what are some of your spots that you absolutely love? Well, I'm going to start when they say eat dessert first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there is an amazing mango cloud cake mm. that you can get at 
to Le Jour, which is a French-influenced Korean bakery mm -hmm. along South Havana. There's Bon and Butter up here and the Colfax Reach, mm -hmm. um, but that cake is just like eating fluffed air. It's amazing. Mm. <laughs> you ought to try it. I love that. There's a really great vegeta all-vegetarian Indian restaurant along Parker Masala Okay, um, that's been there for a very long time and is a go-to place for, for vegetarians around the region. Um, I also like Bui Tasty Thai oh. on Abilene. That's pretty uh, delicious. We pop in there for lunch quite a bit. Mm -hmm. uh, the Cuba Bakery and Cafe, you can get a Cuban and a Medianoche, which are two different sandwiches that are very similar. The bread is the only difference. Bryony, if you're listening, I want you on the podcast. She's the owner of the Cuba Bakery. Yeah. Uh, incredible story there, by the way. I imagine the database is continuously evolving. You've alluded to this a little bit, but are brand new businesses able to opt in to the Aurora Eats Guide? Absolutely. If they make us aware, um, we can add them digitally. Uh, reprinting, we're going to be freshening in mid-year, uh, so we'll continue to add. Sadly, some places do change location or mm -hmm. go out of business. Those will be deleted, of course. But we're always looking for information. We actually work with our licensing folks, business office, to determine where all those are because we can't possibly traverse the 85 square miles of built city that we have. There are so many little hidden gems that we really do rely on those those records with licenses and people letting us know about their favorite spot. Well, it's incredibly valuable what you're doing because how expansive Aurora is. I mean, you have 160 square miles or something like that of space to cover from the Southlands all the way up to the Gaylord and through the Colfax Corridor. It's really important, especially to have those restaurants representative on the map to really give folks a scope of all of the options that are in our city. Mm -hmm. I want to mention a couple fine dining restaurants uh, that have their own acclaim, but let's talk about them. One is right here mm -hmm. underneath a visit Aurora, Annette's, Carolyn Glover's Annette. is She's the only James Beard award-winning chef, I believe, in, number one in Colorado this year. Yep. And her menu is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. It's very much fresh product, um, farm table, if you will. And the other one that's located further south in Aurora, south and uh, east, is the wine experience. Yes. Phenomenal wine shop. Uh, nestled against a it with a little chef-driven restaurant mm -hmm. right inside the 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 same venue. Kim, you know your stuff. <laughs> you've traveled extensively throughout your life, which is a beautiful, wonderful thing. Uh, where are some of the places that you've fallen in love with? Oh, I loved Ethiopia. It was a remarkable experience. The history there is unbelievable. The people were so warm and welcoming. It was a truly once-in-a-lifetime experience. I love Spain. My first trip abroad was in 1979. Uh, wow. to Spain, and it's always been in my heart since then. But I love wherever I go, Czech Republic, you know, England, Ireland, South America is on my list. I've not been there yet, but look forward to it. So just, uh, just a, a lover of all things international. There are phenomenal people throughout this world, and there's phenomenal cuisine. You can find it all in Aurora. Yeah, it's. I imagine there are glimpses of memories that come to you when you eat at certain places in Aurora because of the diversity of the cuisine here. Absolutely. Uh, that is, again, one of the enjoyments of taking in the world. And, um, you know, our tag is the world in a city. This is why. It truly is representative. Some folks will hear us all talk about uh, the 160-plus languages spoken in Aurora. Yeah. Um, I couldn't name 160 languages. <laughs> of course, there's dialects in right. there. But, but it really is a great illustration of who Aurora is, the people that live here, 
and that are part that make up this really beautiful community. One of the great resources your department provides is Access Aurora, the main information and customer service center for residents and visitors alike. You know, folks can call, email, and, and even fax their questions and comments. And it's a great tool that allows the public to have direct communication with the city. I imagine over the years you've gotten some interesting requests or inquiries. Are there any particularly funny or bizarre questions or reports that you can share with us? Well, some aren't repeatable, but <laughs> <laughs> there's the usual, I've got my notepad, I'm going to walk the neighborhood and report all the weeds that have yeah. grown. Um, we get those frequently. Um, a, a funny one years and years ago was someone, um, I'm on my deck off the second floor of my house and the neighbors nude sunbathing were like we'll get off the deck and put down the binoculars right <laughs> but it's a beautiful thing that you give the community access to speak directly with their government you're not you know the government is not separate from the populace right so yeah. there should be that open communication absolutely uh, my experience when you asked about reflecting back on the time uh, the years in in my tenure in aurora is aurora is a, a large city um in climbing to nearly 400,000 people. Yeah. Because we're only 85 square miles built of 164 in our boundaries, mm -hmm. we will likely surpass Denver in population at some point. Um, and we're, we don't want growth for growth's sake. We want the right kind of growth and the yeah. right kind of community. We want to keep that connectedness, but Aurora is an amazingly connected large city. It feels like a small city in attitude and, and um, spirit mm -hmm. while it's a very large city. Um, speaking of connectivity, you've got to be proud of Aurora TV. It was founded in 1982. Your team produces high-quality broadcast television that wins awards and, and provides a great service to the community. How has Aurora TV evolved over the years, and how is your team able to deliver content that's on par with the major local news stations? Well, it's the people. They have great passion for this community and storytelling, and um, we've been fortunate to grow our studio we have a wizard. <laughs> Randy is the manager there, um, who is just really remarkable on the technical front. So we are like a mid-size um, commercial TV station mm -hmm. in our studio setup. And our talent, many of them come from and go to uh, national um, affiliated news outlets. We once had someone work for us when the Pope visited here. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, God, 25. 93. 93. World Youth Day. <laughs> 30 years ago, exactly. Mm -hmm. um, and this person was part of the Aurora uh, TV team and went on to be the, he spoke Spanish, went on to be the CNN South American producer wow. for the country. So we have fostered a lot of talent that have moved through Aurora TV. That passion, that quality of, of, of talent is what... Uh, allows us to have those kind of great award-winning productions. They really do tell the true Aurora story. One interesting thing, sometimes they can contrast what news media will grab as an easy um, story that's negative um, and incomplete, in my opinion. Right. And Channel 8 can really expand on that and provide the full story. So um, we're very proud of the work that they do to, to get the word out. Between the creative services you provide for the city, Aurora TV, Access Aurora, and all the PR and communications work you do, along with serving on boards outside of your normal duties, how do you manage to find the time in the day? I mean, how is it possible for you to stay on top of it all? Well, again, it's our team. I, I, I have to give credit to each and every person in our department and the city. Um, we have a, a wonderful city manager, Jim, who's going to be retiring. Good for him. But it really is the spirit of the employees in Aurora. I find it to be very unique yeah. um, compared to other places I've visited, other peers I have in other cities. 
uh, people care a lot. Maybe it's a little bit of that fighting spirit, mm-hmm. but we care a lot. We want to do right by our community. We want the world to know about our community so people work hard. So I, I share that credit with each and every person in our department. Uh, looking forward for this year, 2023, what are some of the programs and initiatives the, the city's involved in that you're excited about this year that you'd like to share with us? Uh, well, Global Fest is coming up again, which we're anxious to partner with them, be part of that team. Uh, it's a, a wonderful event in August, August 19th, I believe it's slated for this year. And it brings uh, representation of entertainment, food, um, culture from across the globe right to a city center in Aurora. Uh, and so it's a terrific event. It does draw people from throughout the metropolitan area. And we'd love to see that to continue to grow. Um, I have to tell you, it just gives me goosebumps to be there and see someone come in clothing that they would just be wearing from their home country. And it's not a costume. It is their clothing. Mm -hmm. It represents their culture and the sheer joy of being there and, and, um, being with others from their, from their country, homeland, um, and just experiencing everything it has to, we have a beautiful, um, parade of nations flag ceremony. And it just melts my heart when people get on stage and they say, um, Aurora, my home in their native language, their first language. I just think that's a really beautiful thing. And I wish every American could experience that. I think the world would be a whole lot different if we all embraced that attitude. It's powerful. You know, Aurora is in a, in a period of unprecedented growth, as you talked about. The next 10 to 20 years will really shape the future of our city. Um, what do you think Aurora looks like in 2030 and beyond? I hope it still has the same accessible, comfortable feeling, connectedness. Um, and I think we will continue to have um, a home for everybody, from a starter home to a forever home to an executive home with all the jobs here in the community. You can grow up here, get married, go to college, raise your family, and retire here. I see Aurora continuing on the path of being a full service city in its own right with all these amazing um, diverse amenities and and population. With the best tasting water you can find anywhere. (laughs) Communications and Marketing Director for the City of Aurora, Kim Stewart, it was a pleasure to talk to you today. Thank you so much for taking the time. David, I sure appreciate it. It was very nice to chat with you too. Thank you. Learn more about the Aurora Eats Guide at auroraeats.org and make sure to follow the City of Aurora at AuroraGov on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you for listening to the Gateway to the Rockies podcast. Visit Aurora is the official destination marketing organization for the City of Aurora, Colorado, and act as the primary liaison between meeting planners and hotel partners. As Aurora's Convention and Visitors Bureau, Visit Aurora's mission is grounded in showcasing Aurora as a premier destination for meetings, business, and leisure travel. Visit Aurora represents more than 75-plus hotel properties with 13,500-plus guest rooms and more than 1 million square feet of meeting space, including Colorado's largest resort, Gaylord Rockies Resort and Convention Center. As Colorado's third-largest city, Aurora is located minutes away from Denver International Airport and showcases mountain views, memorable meeting spaces, and 250-plus international eateries that offer a unique experience for each and every visitor. As the gateway to the Rockies, Visit Aurora's role in the local community goes beyond marketing the city as a destination. The Visit Aurora team is here to assist you with your Colorado visit, from facilitating your meeting, event, or convention, to helping you discover local flavor and attractions. Go beyond the boardroom in Aurora, Colorado. For more, visit us at visitaurora.com.